are you stepping into with a mentor because you need them to rescue you out of the situation that you're in? That energetic shift is very different and how you are showing up in those conversations is going to be really different. And so really considering those things, right? Welcome to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I am Madeline Weick-Silva. I'll share my real-life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day-to-day without me, so that now I run my seven-figure business on three-day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. Hello and welcome back. So today I wanted to talk about probably one of the most important ingredients that I see that really sets the multi-seven-figure and eight-figure business owners apart from the six-figure business owners so that you can really become a steward of a much bigger impact, way more revenue, and a bigger team, and just really lead a larger audience and community and do it with grace and ease as much as possible. And what I find is there's one specific thing that has to be present, and that is radical responsibility. So that means that there's no more blaming your setbacks on the economy, worrying about the inflation, changes to the algorithm that doesn't make your ads work as well, or tapping into the wrong type of clients and complaining about the clients not showing up the way they should. You know, there's no more feeling overwhelmed, but making key business decisions, hiring and firing team members, and dealing with difficult clients that may not want to pay, or they want to refund, or they're demanding, or they're difficult. And no more complaining about wasting money on the wrong mastermind or investing in the wrong courses or their team not doing their job, you know, and feeling like you never can take time off. Now, it's true that none of these challenges just magically disappear when you step into seven figures and eight figures. You know, there's definitely these bumps in the road are still there. They're still going to continue to happen. You're still going to have to deal with a lot of these things. This is just things that we deal with as business owners. But the negative impact and how the perception that multi-seven figures and multi-eight figure business owners really look at that is completely different than when I see the five-figure earners or the six-figure earners. And this is a really important part because if you listen to the podcast long enough, you know that I talk a lot about how we as a CEO, the visionary CEO, we are literally the engine of the business and the business run of our energy. So if we are really in alignment with our business, there's an energetic symbiosis that starts happening and we are shifting our energy back and forth. We get energy from the business and it's the momentum it's taking and we are giving it business and becomes this breathing, living thing between us that is really changing the creative juices of the universe, so to say, right? So if you are really thinking about how you create in the world is creating this energy vortex around you that you can step into and really amplify who you are and amplify your vision, amplify your revenue, amplify your audience, and really become much more visible simply by shifting your energy. And that is an energetic shift that needs to happen sometimes before you can really 
see the possibilities of stepping into seven or eight figures businesses. So starting to cultivate that energetic shift is become crucially important to you if you want to scale to bigger heights. Now, I would say this. I met many seven-figure business owners that are dealing with a lot of the same struggles that they did in six figures and that are very stressed out about that as well. And usually it's they got to seven figures by pure force. The likelihood of them getting to eight figures in that energetic holding pattern is slim to none, right? It's more about the energy expansion than it is necessarily about pure force of pushing your way through to the seven or eight figure mark, right? So when this shift starts happening, there's something that really starts shifting in how we are looking at the things that comes at us in business and how much do we really let it derail your vision and the way forward and what you are creating for you and your business. So there's something about going all in, right? Just setting the goal. Like right now, I am growing my business to eight figures and it's something that I'm claiming, something that we are purposefully creating and we are all in. Like nothing is going to stop us from getting there. We have made this commitment to ourselves and the team, and we are really making headway of shifting the energetics to be able to scale at that level. So there is this radical responsibility piece that is so important of taking 110% responsibility for our choices, our circumstances, and our outcomes, right? There's a sense where we don't don't necessarily feel wrong, traumatized, or challenged when we are held responsible for the choices we are making or the consequences of those choices, right? We literally seeing the consequences and realizing, okay, I made a mistake here, maybe, and this choice may not have been the best. We take responsibility for the things and how things turn out in the end. And if a client brings us a concern or they have a worry, we address it head on right? Without having to make the client wrong for having those concerns or worries. Like this is something that I see a lot of times happens because we get a little bit self-involved in the sense that we take things very personally in business. And we believe when a client is upset with us that it has something to do with us personally, when really it's, it's really feedback for us to learn about how can we improve our business processes? How can we improve the delivery and the value that we bring on clients? Obviously, there's one key component here, and that is to make sure that you're attracting your ideal clients. Now, ideal clients doesn't necessarily mean a client that never have any worries or concerns or that never will bring anything up that I wish was a little bit different. As a matter of fact, some of my favorite clients are clients that are quite demanding. They know what I want. They ask for what they want. To me, that really allows us, the MWS team and I, to really step up at a much higher level and deliver value at a much higher level. And that we wouldn't have been able to do if we had clients that per se were complaining to their friends or other colleagues about the work or feeling kind of not served in the projects that we're doing not feeling understood, stressing, complaining, but not really bringing an honest conversation and a specific request. You know, this whole idea of just venting and dumping is not the energy of a seven-figure or eight-figure entrepreneur or a visionary CL. That is the level of not taking responsibility for the environment that you are creating for yourself and the circumstances and the choices that you're making. So being able to ask for what it is that you need in a very specific way 
and really showing up and amplifying what's possible for you by being radically responsible for the outcome that you set, the goals that you want, and how you are being served by the vendors and the people and the mentors and your team that are stepping in to support you. So I believe too, like if, which we've all done, seven-figure and eight-figure business people, if they realize they invested in the wrong mentor, the wrong course or the wrong tactic, they complete their payment agreements, but find another solution that is more aligned, right? Without blaming their choices on the mentor, the course creator, or the person that sold them or recommended the tactic, right? There's no need for that. We take full responsibility for completing a payment agreement that we made. You know, if I've signed on an agreement, I will stick with it. You know, last year I paid for a whole year of a business mentor, paid for a whole year with this mentor and stepped into their container. And in the very first, I was saying like within two to three weeks, I realized this was the totally wrong choice for me. There was a total mismatch with the leadership style that this mentor was conducting herself inside her container that didn't feel in integrity to me. It didn't feel honoring. It didn't feel like she was really leading from a place of strength. And I immediately decided to step out of that container, letting them know. Now, I didn't get a dime back, right? I was there for two to three weeks. I didn't get a dime back, even though I prepaid for the whole year. And even though they actually have a refund policy within the first month, and then I've invested in other things for my business that same year, right? I turn around, I find something better suited for me and moved on. So finding what really works for you and taking full responsibility for the choices you're making. I would say this, a lot of times what I find in the six-figure, five-figure range is that this was true for me too, by the way, is that. Oftentimes, I made a wrong choice when stepping in and working with mentors because I was looking for somebody to rescue me or to help me and figure things out because I was so overwhelmed with the business overall. So that's something to really look at. Are you stepping into a partnership with a mentor where they have some knowledge that they are going to be able to lend you and really support you with? Or are you stepping into with a mentor because you need them to rescue you out of the situation that you're in? That energetic shift is very different and how you are showing up in those conversations is going to be really different. And so really considering those things, right? So right now you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company. And really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. And also when seven-figure and eight-figure business owners, when they hire a new team member that is not delivering the value, they fire them right away, right? They're not trying to explain 10,000 times what's not working to the team member and hoping that they eventually will improve and, 
you know, being worried they're not going to be able to find somebody else to replace them or as good as them. And maybe they have some good qualities, but I also have bad qualities. And in that same line, multi-seven figures and eight-figure business owners are also very comfortable giving feedback to their team members and course correcting them and adjusting the expectations and doing coaching and really asking again, being radical, taking a radical responsibility and really asking for what it is that they need from their team and how to work with them effectively, right? And so really showing up in that way is incredibly important, especially with your team. So often what I see in five figures, six figures range is that a lot of times the CEOs are afraid what the team members going to think of them and they're afraid of ruffling the feathers. They're afraid of dealing with somebody being defensive and resentful. And they instead walk around complaining about the team member not performing at a certain level or some annoying little habit they have or something that I constantly keep missing. And they're upset about it and they complain about it, but they do nothing about it. They actually do not communicate what they want instead to that team member, which is really unfair to the team member because the team member, they don't know. They're not mind readers. They don't know how you really feel and how you really think. So if you don't tell them, they don't have an opportunity to show up the way you want to. They don't have an opportunity to be the best that they can be in your business and truly contribute to your vision. So taking that radical responsibility of leading at a whole other level. The other thing that multi-seven figures and eight-figure business owners really do differently in how radical responsibility shows up is that when they hire and train team members, they set expectations of checks and balances in place. They should set expectations of how they want the work done. They set expectations of how to communicate with them and also the volume of work that I want a team member to conduct. So there's a level of expectations right from day one that allows the team member to rise up and perform at a really high level. And when you start creating a culture like that within your company, everybody in your company start rising up. So as the CEO of a large organization, it's possible that, you know, you just don't have the bandwidth, right, to be in front of and touching every single team member regularly and all the time to really rise the occasion and give them coaching, create that cultural radical responsibility piece. So then you need to rely on your core team, the leaders of your team. So in my business, for example, I have three core team members Leona, who is my operations manager, she's been with me now for over nine years. We've been working together, maybe even 10 now. She's been with me for a really long time. She's amazing. And she's, you know, slowly been taking over the role over the last few years of becoming the operations manager. And so, and she's just been a stellar support for me in growing the team. And because she knows me so well, she's been amazing at really instilling our company culture into the other team members. And then we have Mel, who is my executive assistant, and she also does all the recruiting for our clients and for the MWS team. She's amazing too. She's been with us for oh, coming up probably on a year right now, and she's just grown by leaps and bounds and keep taking on more and more responsibility. Absolutely fantastic person to work with. And she too really hold the balance. So one of the cool things about Leona and Mel 
they both started out in my business by following me around and shadowing me all, on all of my client calls and taking notes. So when my clients step off our coaching call on our project sessions or VIP days, they walk away with very detailed notes. Leona first started taking and then Mel took over that position. And so both of them have been sitting on those calls for quite some time, listening to me, coaching and talking and really learning how I think about team, how I think about scaling and how I think about business. And so that value system has really been installed in them in a really strong way. So it makes it almost, you know, they, I call them my second brains, right? Because they really think like me and they understand what I'm really looking for. And then we have Jude's. She's been with us now for about four months. She's one of our newer team hires, but she's just amazing. She's been stepping in as a project manager. So she works as a project manager's alongside me when I'm working with clients and she steps into their business and actually help install the strategy together with our installation team to really drive the growth inside our clients' businesses. And sometimes she even steps in and trains different team members on our clients' businesses and really help them to kind of conform them to the company culture that we are cultivating in that business. So all three of these core team members hold a really high standard of how we operate and what is acceptable and also the things that we do not tolerate at MWS. And so when new hires now come in, they train them, they review them, they are supporting them and bringing them up to speed and really holding them accountable to that vision and to that radical responsibility and to our company culture. And so when you have a core team that really know who you are and can really embody the kind of team that you want, they really set the bar really high to anybody new coming into your team. And they're holding those people responsible to that. And this is just an amazing thing because now, right, we are about to take on another five team members very soon here. We're actually running our hiring funnels and Mel and Leona are doing interviews right now. We're pulling people in because we're doing a little bit of restructuring, which I'm going to share with you guys in a couple of weeks, as we get ready to really launch a whole new uh, product line that I'm super excited about, by the way, but we're developing some really big things behind the scenes. And so we're hiring a bunch of new team members. Now my team will onboard them, train them, and also get them really situated inside our company culture in a very specific way and building those relationships. And that is exactly what we are looking for. That's exactly what we want for the team to be responsible. So as you, as you are growing your company, you can touch and be with every single team member. This is how you do it in a very structured way. Now, if you as the leader of your business do not really practice radical responsibility in really supporting your team to rising up to what that really look and feels like, what starts happening energetically is that you cut the legs off your core team members that are keeping your team accountable and managing your business because they don't have a leg to stand on. They cannot enforce something that you as a CEO is not willing to stand behind. And you will undermine their authority for your business and your team if you don't support them in this way. And so this is one of the, I think, challenges a lot of times. You know, I hear a lot of CEOs sometimes say, oh, I'm not a good manager. And this is really not about management. It's about accountability and radical responsibility and showing up as a leader. And this is a shift that is critical for you to step into true freedom in your business. 
effect and also making running your business a whole lot easier. Imagine if all the things that come at you every day doesn't like send you off the deep end every single time. You don't have the emotional roller coaster to ride all the time, but you can stay super steady and present and really feel the changes happening and take responsibility and just making quick, easy decisions as the things comes at you and handling the situations without the drama, without the feelings of feeling insecure, feeling judged feeling traumatized, feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and all of those things that happens when we are not really taking radical responsibility for our circumstances and choices. So this is what radical responsibility looks like. I hope this has shed some light into some of the energetics of what it takes to really lead at a much bigger and bigger level and to really own something for yourself. So if there's one thing that you can do right now to level up, even if you had five figures or six, just starting hitting the six figures and you're not, you want to hit seven and you want to grow your business or you want to get there. One of the most important things that you can do for yourself is to start cultivating radical responsibility in every aspect of your business and life and watch how money opportunities or referrals begin to really flow with ease as you are showing up as a bigger leader. Because if you are looking for more visibility in the world or you want other people to see you and feel you in a certain way, you have to embody that leadership. You have to actually show up bigger, not shrink back because they don't see you, but actually step in even to a bigger leadership role. And that is one of the most boldest things you can do for your business. And that is definitely the kind of energy you're saying, I'm all in, I'm claiming this, this is where I'm heading. And so I've been practicing this, right? Because I'm really claiming to step into the eight-figure business ownership, right? I'm growing my business to that level. We are doing that quickly and rapidly, and we have a really solid game plan to make that happen. And I'm now really owning this next level of energetic shift that needs to happen for me to step into that level of leadership and stewardship of a large organization, company, impact, visibility, and leading with that boldness and courage. So that's where I'm going to leave you today. I hope this was helpful and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources. 